Hi, I'm Nina Endurst. I'm Anna Tonk. Welcome to How to Be Human, a podcast that explores the common and often confusing themes of humanness. On this episode, Anna and I discuss choice. Take a seat, clear your mind, and let's chat. Hello. Hello. Are you there? <laughs> I'm. Are you there? <laughs> I was really happy that this week you made a, are you there? God, it's me, Margaret joke. Thank you. Thank you for seeing me in that. Because, you know, the younger kids, not that I talked to any of them, really, but they wouldn't understand. <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> not that I consult with the youth, but allegedly. <laughs> they don't know. They don't know about that. Uh, and I feel like I make that joke to myself all the time when I'm trying to you figure do? something out. Yeah, Judy I'll be like, Bloom oh, there, God, it's me, Margaret. Wait, we, <laughs> oh my God, I, it's just <laughs> never not something I go to. I don't know why. It's so funny that you do that too. What's some of our other weird things that we found out that are similarities? I don't, we have we have some. We, we have weird overlap of stuff that, you know, like... I think it's kind of funny when, you know, I think it's such a sign of like, I think it's like funny in two ways of like when people are like, oh my God, you like water? I love water. And you're like, yeah, it's like life sustaining. We're all pretty into it, you know, which is not true. I know tons of people who are like, I don't drink water. And I'm like, I don't, I'm worried about you, you know? But then I also think it can be really funny. I was like dating this dude once and he was like taking apples to work. And I was like, you like apples? I love apples. And I was like, we all do it. It's such a way of connecting, like pathway to connection that it cracks you me up. You have shoes? I have you shoes. Have I love shoes. You love blankets? Like, I love blankets, you know? I feel so close to you right now. <laughs> but I do We should get married. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do think it can be... We've, you and I, of course, I can't remember any of them right now, but you and I have had so many of those moments where it's like, oh, you're into that really random thing or. Yeah, they're random. They're better than water and shoes, I have to say. <laughs> We've had less universal ones than, yeah, than, than that. I not would that there's say. Anything, not that there's anything wrong with water. No, and we shoes. hope all of you also like water and shoes. <laughs> We hope we share that with everyone who's listening. (laughs) We want safety and, you know, you to be replenished and hydrated. So we're not talking about any of that weird shit today. We're actually talking about choice. I'm, I feel, I'm so stoked. I'm so excited for so many reasons to talk about it. I would say it's something I feel pretty passionately about, but also... It's especially relevant for us. I feel almost, I feel like giddy that I'm like, girl, you just need to relax. There's no urgency. You're literally recording a podcast. Relax. Because I'm so excited to talk about this today. I agree. I'm, I have so much to say and also want to, you know, it to be grounded in like in my bod when I say it because I'm also excited and it feels we, I'm sure many of you know this by now, or if you don't, Anna and I recorded our last week, last week, whatever. (laughs) I'm trying not to start laughing already. Last year, who knows? Yeah. A podcast about avoidance. And then we made a very big choice. (laughs) 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 So we've been laughing that this kind of what we've mapped out for our topics is like, it's witchery. We're like, is this, was this a spell? Can we just cast a spell on ourselves we didn't know 
And then I feel like after we had made some big decisions, I kept texting Nina, like, I mean, I feel like my love of being a little bit of a creep just, you know, trickles into all aspects of my life. And I was like screenshotting our record schedule and be like, look at this shit. Like, <laughs> what were we doing? Like, Who are these motherfuckers? What, what did we call in for ourselves? <laughs> like, oh, we need to simplify. Oh, we need to do all this. And then it was like, why don't we just like completely change what we're doing? Yeah. Which, I mean, I, I think that that is a lot of it. I mean, I think we talk a lot about these things. We talk a lot about setting intention. We talk a lot about like, you know, being present and living your life and doing all these things. And we didn't know we were due for a fresh lesson <laughs> and like putting your money where your mouth is. It's been a while since I've actually done it, right? Yeah. To that level. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So what we're talking about or talking around Do we want to get into that now or should I do the definition and then we get into that? Do the definition and then we'll. Yeah. I hate when people are vague for too long. Like we're going to let you into it. And and, and it's all old news at this point. But listening to this, you might forget that and be like, what's this? What are these bitches talking about? And it's like, don't worry, we're going to tell you in a second. And you probably already know I'm going to be like, yeah, you'll you'll be okay. (laughs) You'll be fine. Well, I'll be fine. Um, Choice noun an act of selecting or making a decision when faced with two or more possibilities the choice between good and evil they just always go for the most intense example all right the devil and the angel really it's for real um adjective especially of food of very good quality he picks some choice early plums i don't know why (laughs) Sexual oh, plums. Yes, really got me. Of words, phrases, or language rude and abusive. He had a few choice words mm. at his command. And then I was like, what is the psychological, what is the psychology? I Googled what is the psychology of choice. And from Psychology Today, I just found this interesting. When asked who wouldn't prefer to choose from a list of five different items over a list of only two, intuitively, people feel that more options they have, the greater their choice are of finding the choice that will perfectly satisfy their needs. But this intuitive assumption turns out to be an illusion. The more options we have, the less likely we are to make a decision at all. When asked, oh yeah, and then apparently I just pasted it twice. But I love that. we. The more options we have, the less Uh likely we are to make a decision at all. And haven't we had a fresh reminder in that? But also I was, I was just talking to a client about this who is struggling to make a choice. And I'm like, how long have you been hemming and hawing over this specific thing? And he's like, months. I'm like, right. You get further and further away from your intuition from the like, this is, this is where I need to go. This is where I don't want to go. The more you, the more options you give yourself or the more you try to maneuver around the choice you actually know you need to make. I mean, and sometimes that's just, it's just unrealistic, right? If you want to get a divorce, you're not like, well, tomorrow's the day, right? Like, of course you're, you're going to weigh options and you're going, things have different, you know, and varying degrees of intensity. And, but I just think that's definition is so interesting because I've been thinking a lot about that. 
I I agree. And I'm someone who can know exactly what I want when I go to the drugstore, but like, I'm still going to like, look at the whole aisle. Cause I'm oh like, gosh. I don't know. Maybe You're something never new going came together. Or never going well, to the drugstore. Now <laughs> as I've gotten older, I'm like, trust you know like you you know what you like and I learned a lot about that through tarot to be honest and like I remember when I was really trying to connect to the energy of the two of swords and I was really hung up on our blindfold you know and I actually really misunderstood it I think at first when I was learning tarot and then when I realized like it's not so much so the two of swords for those who don't read tarot is a lot about needing to make a decision. It's about needing to find balance and the writer weight. She is often shown blindfolded with these two cross swords. And so a lot of people think it's like, you don't have enough info. You don't have the information you need, da, 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 which absolutely can be a factor in the two of swords. I have found nine times out of 10, how it plays out for clients. And for me, my relationship with it is that you're looking for more information and not trusting the information you have within. That it is like you're looking for the magical third solution. If you're like, should I break up or should I stay? You're looking for the option where like, but what if they turn into a completely different person and I can stay with that person? And it's like, yeah, okay, sure. That's, I guess, technically an option. Is that currently on the table? But exactly. What is the likelihood of that happening? Like, what is, what would that mean? You know, like, are you even someone who could could communicate to that person? I need you to be someone else, you know, like there's a lot of factors at play there. And so I really realized like the two of swords is so often about blocking everything out and coming into balance to reconnect with your intuition in order to make the decision. You know, what's interesting. I love that. I don't think I've ever read it that way. And I really enjoy that situation that you just gave to me that little, that little nugget. I read it a lot as becoming more comfortable in like the liminal space when Mm -hmm. you don't have all of the information or you don't know which way to go or what have you, or you feel like you're blinded by something and you can't, you know, take it all in, take other options in, whatever. But what I think is interesting about choice and the two of swords is it's, why are we so uncomfortable as human beings being in this transitional space where we don't have everything mapped out for the choice we are going to make potentially? Yeah, that's a big question. I mean, I think something that's interesting... God, if I did, I feel like I'd be living a different life. I feel like so often, you know, something I read, I'm pretty sure was in 78 Degrees of Wisdom, Rachel Pollack's book about tarot. She was talking, I think in regards to the magician, actually, was saying how often we want to keep things ideas because like we want them to remain possibilities, that uh, people get so freaked out about like really choosing something, you know, because then we have to also reckon with it not being perfect. Mm. 
Like mm-hmm. often when you choose something, it then becomes real and it removes an aspect, I think, of fantasy. And I think we all like this. I think all of us as human beings really like illusion. Like as much as you can say like, I'm real. I want the, all of a sudden I'm basically singing JLo's I'm real. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I didn't even get that far into it. And I was like, it's too close to you're doing a JLo impression. And that was not the intention of that sentence. But I think all of us can be like, I want truth. I want honesty. I use spirituality and these tools to like help me find the truth of myself and the truth of the world or whatever. And we still love illusion. You know, we still, I mean, like, look at what some of the most popular TV in America is like The Bachelor. <laughs> like, is that really about love and marriage? I don't think so, you know? <laughs> and it's like, why do we like that? And I think it's because we want to see some of these, I think, models of how things should be to then try to figure it out. Like, it feels almost like a shortcut. And like, I don't think we ever really get shortcuts. I think we do have to keep showing up and stumbling through our lives. Like, and we're all hate it. And we all feel like if you are stumbling through it and kind of like making it up as you go along, that that means you're a mess. And I actually just think it means you're transparent. You know, like, I actually think you're just being honest. And like, that's something I've embraced lately when people are like, so what if, or da, 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 or have you thought about, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, and it's weird to see how much that bothers people. Well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't have an answer for craft that. Craft an answer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm just think... being honest. Like at this point, I don't know. I'm trying stuff. I don't know. But how much freedom when you, when you and I say that a lot to each other in text messages, we're like, and it's not because we don't trust ourselves. I mean, I'll speak for you just because I will in this moment, <laughs> but it's, it's, we often are like, oh, maybe it's this, maybe it's that, but I don't know. But what do we, but what, who knows? Right. Yeah. There are certain points in our lives where we make a choice that, that we don't have data on, you know, we don't have data. We're like, I don't know where this leads. I don't know where this road goes. But even if you think you do like, okay, I'm going to date a man and marry him and have a child and you still don't, those choices still don't guarantee anything. It's yes. it's still going to be fucked up in some way. And I don't even necessarily mean in a bad way or negative. It's just things are going to be rearranged and if we become disoriented every time something doesn't go to plan, it just causes so much suffering, you know, where yeah. if we keep just making the next best choice for ourselves or, or, or a choice that feels healthy in the moment, I think we're closer to peace than of these big choices I'm going to make. And then I'm going to plan my entire life around them. And if I don't like them anymore, I'm still going to, cling on to them because I've made that choice. I find so many people, you know, and I was the same way. I think it's very human to attach to these kind of contracts we've made with ourselves about choices we've made and then like, well, that's just who I am. Those are the kind of choices I make. And there's so much freedom when we, when we invite ourselves into something different. I wonder, I agree with that. And I think like, we also forget that like, we've made it all up. Like as much, it, it just as much as you decided, like, I'm going to marry this person. I'm going to have this child with that, or I'm going to have children with it. Like, this is the choice I've made. Like you made that up. You can make something else up, you know, like you can go, 
I think I've changed as a person or I think like, I think a lot of it is we forget to like check in and to also ask ourselves what we want. And I think that that's sometimes what people resist or like, well, what am I choosing or why am I choosing or whatever? And it's like hard sometimes when I think you don't know why you are, you know? And I think you and I are, we sometimes don't know like the science of it or the data or have that, but it's like, we know how we want to feel and we know kind of how I never know science or data. <laughs> no, yeah, but I think that that's what's fascinating. Like, you're like, I don't care what other people say. Like, I don't want it. And I'm like, whoa, what is that like? Radical, you know? Whereas I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, but the people like, you know, I t- like, I think that's something I've been looking at. And I think things came to a head for us about, you know, Soul, the, our website, like, what are we doing You know, I think we kind of were like, we're having all these people tell us like, you know, for the success you want or the things you want or whatever, like, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to hire this kind of person, you need to get this, you know, it's going to cost a lot of money, like you're going to have to be patient for many, many years. And we were just sort of like, yeah. And like, for what, you know, like, what's the end goal? And not to say that we don't want to be successful, or we don't want to create communities or, you know, like there, there are, there are true things we want. But I think we realized we don't want them as maybe as capitalistically as the model exists now for success, maybe by like kind of society's terms, you know, that I think we sort of not so much like care, not to say we don't care about money or whatever, like we have bills just like anyone else and all of that. But like, we're like, we want to really enjoy what we're doing. Like, Mm. we don't want to do a bunch of stuff just because someone says you have to do this. So you maybe get this or this person maybe pays attention or da, 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 da. We were, I think we just felt a lot of like, oh yeah, we don't care about a lot of this and we don't want to do a lot of it. Like, I think a lot of the game playing, I think that can come with, a more capitalist uh, model of success or something, I think made was helpful for us to be like in decision-making of like kind of going, what do we actually want? You know, like, which was helpful. And, and we aligned on a lot of it. If, if you and I hadn't aligned, obviously we would be having a very different conversation. I don't, it, probably not on a podcast. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. <laughs> probably a breakup. But I I like to think about choice, especially in this context, in and relationship to privilege. And I true don't for me, I'm like, yeah. okay, I've been born into this life as, you know, a white chick with a decent amount of opportunities. Like, what am I doing with it? You know, and I really felt passionately about soul when I started it. And it was weird as it got me through a lot of like pandemic, like I didn't feel a lot of pandemic blues because I was really focused on kind of cocooning and I was having fun and I was creating and then I met you and we partnered and it just gave me like a lot of kind of creative juice. And that was exciting to me. But when it, Literally, we finished the branding for the site and I was like, it's beautiful. It's amazing. And then I 
slowly in the next couple months, I was like, why is this giving me so much anxiety? Or why am I feeling so much anxiety around this? And I kept asking myself questions and it was really, really bothering me. And I was keeping it mostly inside. I didn't really have the words for it yet. And like the week before you said that to me, maybe even a few days, I was like, I don't know if I want to do this like the way it needs to be done. Because every time I got a reading about it, it would be like, this is going to be like a multi-million dollar business. And I was like, cool, but is it, (laughs) but when? (laughs) I was like, that's great. But even if someone was like, there's 1 million members and $5 million and blah, blah, whatever. I still, as to your point, like I didn't want, I I wasn't enjoying it anymore. Parts of it. I'm really enjoying the parts that we're carrying over, but it just, it, it was giving me like, just not a great feeling. So when you said that, I've literally felt my whole body just relax. And I was like, oh my God. And I knew I could make that choice. But knowing that you can also make the choice with your partner, whatever that looks like, right? For us, it was a business. For my husband and I, it's like we want, we're leaving our town that we're currently in, in probably like a year and a half or two max. But we both were like, you know what? We don't want to be here anymore. Like, it's cool and it's funky and it's like all the rage right now, but like we're just ready to move on. And making that choice and not being afraid to voice what you actually feel inside is so liberating because even if the person on the other end is like, I want something different. Yeah. At least you know. At least you can be honest and truthful. And isn't that like <laughs> ideal? <laughs> I mean, isn't that the goal, like, of life, of relationships? You know, like, it's interesting because... So Nina and I are closing this whole unity. We are pivoting to focusing on the podcast. And we hope that y'all will continue to support that. (laughs) Because your support is now more important than ever. So if you've been thinking about writing a review, now would be the time, like, for our emotional health. No pressure, but (laughs) just our dreams rely on it. No, codependent is fine, you guys. But I think we wanted to experiment with a more creative model. We're going to have a membership community. We're not, you know, like, I don't want to get too into, like, telling you what that is right now. But that's essentially what we're talking about. And something that, like, I've been experiencing, because, like, I'm somebody who changes a lot. I've always changed. You know, I think at my core, I kind of remain the same person. But I'm, I'm okay with changing and evolving. That's always been something kind of a part of my, like fabric, you know, but something I think I've had a hard time really understanding is the way that that affects my relationships. And, you know, you and I have talked about this a lot. Like when I partnered with you, I felt like some people in my life were kind of acting out about it. And my therapist was really helpful of explaining, like, you've changed. And what you've touched upon with some of these people, she's like, you know, she would guess because she's not trying to, you know, advise on people she doesn't know, is that they don't know how they're attached to you anymore. You know, like you've sort of ruffled their attachment feathers. And something that I got to see play out like for myself in real time that I think made it really safe for me to explore like what's next for us is we had been talking about something and you said it, it was a very offhand thing. You said like, 
you know, like we weren't talking, we weren't really talking about anything. And you were just like, well, I think we know, like we like working together. So like, regardless of whatever like happens, like we'll, we'll still work together. And I was like, I didn't realize. You're like, how do I let her down easy? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think like it made that made me relax where I was like, our working relationship or collaboration is not dependent on soul success, which Mm. I don't think I knew. Like, I don't think I knew I thought that, you know, like, I don't think like something, you know, sometimes when you react to something, you're like, ah, and you're like, oh, I didn't even know that's what it was. Or that was the point of tension or fear or or whatever. And I'm pretty hip to knowing, I mean, I'm afraid everybody's going to leave me. So like, I already had like a surface level awareness of that, or that's going to be in the room with me, you know, or like in the room with our relationship or things like that. Like, I'm not, I'm always aware of that, but I don't think I had realized like, oh, like I might not be looking at my own feelings about this work or about the website. I'm also someone who's much more predisposed than Nina is to like harm myself, to be honest, in some ways, I'll just like put my head down and 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 do it, you know, and I'm like, oh, I didn't have to, you know, so I think I hadn't looked at my own feelings. And that started that for me to kind of go, because we were sort of talking about like, oh, it's hard starting a business. And we had talked a little bit, I think, feeling each other out of like, how long could you do this before we made money? You know, like, yeah. And, and I think that that is a really important conversation. And I think I was more worried that, you know, we would be like a hundred on a, like a porch. Cause you know, we have commune dreams and I would be like, Nina, it's time. And you're like, no. <laughs> and you know, and I'm like bringing up the Squarespace hologram and being like, please <laughs> let me kill it. You know? And you're like, no, like <laughs> I, cause like a lot, because in some ways, like a lot of the work of doing like I think a lot of the work you don't like I don't mind in some of the stuff so like we had an easy like we've had an easy partnership in that regard that like but I think I started looking at that and was like could could you really do some of this for years and not in terms of like you would need to do more or what you know like not not really about you you know but just in terms of how long would you really want to do this the way it is now you know and I was like well, if I don't feel like I have to in order to protect a relationship, like, I don't know, not that long. Little did I know it was like two more months, but (laughs) I mean, at that point. No magical solution. I mean, I think that when I left my first job, I became a bit fearless. Like I was really attached to my first job. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are, but it was a, it was a, big part of my identity working in TV and just like, you know, I mean, I had teachers who like literally didn't think I was going to graduate high school. Like I was like crazy to me. Yeah. So crazy. Because I was such a, like a fucking like badass, you know, to them. Like I would just fuck off and be like, I don't need to be here. Like I'm not going to come. And they were like, but it's school. And I'm like, I don't care. So I, I, but I, but I did carry that with me and I've talked about this. I won't, you know, go back into elementary school stuff. But when I got my first job and I was tortured and like, when you said you were someone who just puts your head down, like I just dealt with it for years, like being abused by this woman and working around the clock. And like, you know, part of it, I honestly think, 
really is paying your dues. And I hate to sound like archaic. And I know all of them, you know, Gen X people are, what are they called? Gen Z? What are they? I think Gen Z. Yeah. Whatever. I think they're Gen Z. Yeah. We love you guys, but I don't know what TikTokers well, are like, <laughs> you know, I get it. I get what they're doing. I appreciate that they're like making it for themselves and, you know, in a lot of respects. But I do think as, you know, someone who's pushing 40, like I in my day, I wanted and like felt that it was really valuable to kind of earn it. And I feel like I have earned it, whatever it is, you know, whether it's having my own business or, you know, freedom, like I'm like, I've put in my time and I put my head down. But when I left that job, when I decided that it was too much abuse for me and the straw that broke the camel's back was she was writing a book called The Power of Respect. Now you can Google her. I don't give a fuck. And she like berated me (laughs) in an email regarding the book. And I was like, lady, this is just too much even for me. Like I'm out. But when I did that, I kind of let the identity part of it go. So with soul, I didn't feel, I'm like, this doesn't say anything about me. Like, do I love it? Yes. Does it mean something to me? Sure. Did I leave part of me on the table? hundred percent. But like, I can leave, I can move on. I can change. I can shift. Like I'm still me. I can take me with me. And I think with, whether it's a choice in relationship, romantic, a job, big or small, like I feel that freedom and it, and I have to remind myself of it, but it's really helpful for me. I agree. I think choice is also, I think like something that's really hard. I mean, I threw it on my Instagram asking people like, you know, said that we were recording this and asking them like, what are they choosing right now? And somebody, um, there were some, some interesting ones and somebody said, as I go to pull it up on my phone beep pop boop pop that is our hold music Drake. and someone was like the problem is i don't always realize when there is choice Ooh. and i would say that that is i really identified with that and that was something that i think because i've always been sort of open and willing to see things from multiple views and i've had also a strong sense of self that I'm fascinated by people who I think are really self-contained in a way or are like, I think this, so that's enough for me. I'm like, wow, what is that like? I know, you know? And so I think when people would tell me like, no, this is like, like I knew I wanted things. Like I knew I wanted success. I knew I wanted the, you know, like I, like I wanted to be an executive producer before the age of 30. I knew I did it. And I had started to learn like careful what you wish for. You just might get it. And that I would be so focused on these goals that like, I would get there and be like, I'm not happy. This isn't what I wanted or this. I quit asking myself how I felt or, and I remember being at therapy once and she in my therapist asked me why didn't you say no and I was about to get defensive and and give like some explanation be like well da, 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 da. and then I was like because I forgot I can I forgot I could I forgot that's an answer I forgot like you're right like and I think so often this is what sucks about choice is that when we feel we don't have one often like it's more we maybe don't like what comes with the choice. It's not that we don't have one. 
It's it's that we don't like it, which is a totally different thing, you know? And I think for us, like, especially in regards to soul and stuff, like, I mean, yeah, I would say I'm sifting through some stuff emotionally. It feels a little bit like some identity. I mean, I feel like it would be weird if you didn't feel anything about killing something, you know? But... <laughs> Please feel I mean, stuff when you kill things. Please do. I mean, otherwise, you're getting a little bit into the sociopathic territory. And we we're not therapists, there. but yeah. we're not therapists, but it's not the best. <laughs> There's time. enough um, data here. <laughs> you know, and I think because I like balance is a struggle for me that, I, you know, I am trying to be in the middle. So I think sometimes what can flip us all out is choice can feel like setting fire to your life. And I think it can be a form of it, but is that always a bad thing? Like, do we always have to be worried that making a choice is chaotic? Like, I think we have these sort of societal things we get kind of governed by <laughs> saying that like it's like it's a hot take y'all i think Wait, society what? sort of like, yeah. is it society <laughs> but i think like as the government's involved right to choice goes all the way to the top um but i think as it comes to <laughs> choice the top, guys <laughs> that it's you know like you're either like it's empowered like oh she chose this or it's like Oh my gosh, what is she doing? You know, like I, there's such a binary of either it's like you, it, it's empowered and you, what you did was badass, or it's like, uh oh, no one say to her face, I think you're crazy. You know, like I think there's a very, like, I think we're not having a lot of conversations about the nuance or the like process. And I think like what choice always needs is action. And I think that what we're not talking about a lot societally is that that action can be little, you know, like I think for us, it started like it literally started with a conversation and then it was like, okay, are we choosing this? Is this our choice? And then it was like, okay, then what's next? You know, like it didn't all happen overnight. And I think that that's important to remember in anything. Like you can choose this person or this thing, but like the story's not, there's going to, it's going to play out, you know, it's going to take some time regardless. And I think that freaks us out and disappoints us. A lot of us think making a choice means like, poof, you know, like everything's changed. It's interesting that you said little because I was literally thinking as you were speaking about how much we forget to or deny ourselves the permission to pat ourselves on the back for small choices and yeah. recognize them as part of something more impactful. And that's where a lot of people that I work with get tripped up. I think that's where I used to get tripped up. Like, oh, I, I want to be here. But like, how do I go from here to there? Like there's a series mm. of choices that I have to make to stop dating awful men and like clean up my relationship with myself and quit my job and, you know, be happy and fulfilled and relaxed and like not sick. Right. Yeah. I remember people used to be like, you know, <laughs> this is so ridiculous. You know, smoking's really bad for Crohn's. Right. I'm like, mm, yeah, I don't think that's a problem for me. 
That's really funny. I'd be like, smoking cigarettes doesn't affect me. I, it doesn't affect me like that, right? Like, I can smoke all the cigarettes I want. Like, obviously. I smoked yeah. while I was doing chemo. So, relatable. <laughs> You're relatable. like, fuck it. I'm here, right? I did. I was like, I already have it. It's like, I already fucking have cancer. Like, whatever, you know? I mean, but if you... And I'm a little stressed about it, okay? So, if everyone <laughs> could get off my back about the ciggies, <laughs> I'd appreciate it. You know what? I have the right to smoke. I have cancer. I have cancer. You're going to be mean to the cancer patient. You're going to be that person. Oh my God. So dark. But when I, I think discipline, which is a word that is like, you know, dirty for a lot of us. And it was for me for a long time. I was like, ew, discipline, gross. That makes me feel like someone's, you know, backing me into a corner or it's like, a principal or a masculine figure that I want to flip off. But really what I've found helps me to choose the the choices I want to choose every day is being disciplined and also being free. So if I, if I'm like, all right, what do I want to eat? Right. And I'm not obviously going to get into like food stuff because everybody has a very personal relationship with that. But for me, it's like, if I, I know what's going to energize me and I know what's going to like deplete me. So I'm going to just make the choice of something I actually really want to eat that I'm craving, but also that gives me energy. Like that's how I eat. Right. Or, and not all the time, but as much as I can. And so those things really matter. Like if, if for me, you know, and then making the choice to like take a breath when I really want to scream at somebody in the car. I have incredible road rage. It's like a bad, that's where my temper goes. I'm like, why is everyone a fucking idiot? So instead of doing that with my kid in the car or just like potentially getting shot because that's the thing, I'm like, okay, make the choice to take a breath, not engage and move on. Small, but impactful. I think sometimes I'm skeptical about big changes because I think they're actually not choices, but reactions maybe. And I do think the small choices, like I think all of us sometimes want things to be sexier when we're trying to change our lives. Like, you know, we want to be more fucked up than we are when it's like, I don't understand. Why do I keep dating these terrible people? You know? And it's like, you need to make different choices. And that doesn't mean you deserve bad treatment. And I think sometimes people get caught in that just because, you know, you're, you're maybe making the same choices. That doesn't mean you deserve bad treatment or you deserve bad things to happen to you. You don't. But if you're telling me you want something different, then often you have to make different choices. Like that's just how that goes. And I get that we all hate it. Like I get it. But I think sometimes like we want things to be sexier and I'm like, it's literally seeing something like for me, I used to love an emotionally unavailable man. I was like, mm, love it. Chef's kiss. Perfect. Like, Sam really gets you know, Oh, I mean, you're just like my papa who was emotionally unavailable on earth and now is in the heavens, truly unavailable. (laughs) And I loved it. And I remember like when I first sort of grasped that that was the pattern, you know, and I was like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Like it doesn't, even though I get that I, when I meet them, I think they're different, but they're, 
but they're all the same, you know, like the, they have different names and jobs and things, but these are essentially the same type of man in person, you know? And I remember being so bummed when I learned, like, just <laughs> realizing it's a pattern wouldn't resolve it, <laughs> wouldn't change it. <laughs> mm. And I was like, I thought that that would just be like, poof, you know? And I had to make a series of small choices of learning sometimes when I would meet a man. And if I was like, Ooh, I had to check in and go, is it possible that I am reacting to the fact that he is not emotionally available? Is that Mm. part of this attraction here? Mm. You know, like I had to change the inquiry versus, you know, acting like, I, I, I mean, I think what sucks about choices, you have to, you know, admit you have agency that you do have power that like the, I'm not a victim of these men, you know, I'm, I'm co-creating this dynamic and that sucks, you know, like anything that's harming us, we often play a part in it, you know, in the, in, I'm talking about interpersonal relationships and things like that. I'm not talking about abuse. Um, no, never. Yeah, no, never your fault. But when it comes to like, if you are steadily, you know, engaging a parade of fuck boys, you're playing a part in that. Unfortunately, I'm telling you, it hurt me just as much when I found out I was playing a part in my like fuck boy parade as it might be hurting your mm. feelings to find out you're playing a part in it. But I think that feels really resistant. Like you don't want to take that on board when you don't understand the choices you're making. When you're like, well, but what do you mean? Like, and I think that it can feel really appealing sometimes to be a spectator to your life and to be like, I don't know how this keeps happening. I don't know, you know? And I think that some of what has to be acknowledged is like, it is a lot of work. It's a lot of work to stay in your life. It's a lot of work to stay present. You can get to a point where it feels like a lot of it's almost like on autoplay in a way. Like you just, you know, like it's not as much work for me now as it was five years ago. Like a lot of stuff now is just sort of baked in. I don't have to think that much about it. It's just how I go about things. And I think that's part of why for us too, making the decision to fold soul was like quick. Like we've gotten better at these things. We know kind of like, yeah, it's not fun. We don't enjoy it. And that's part of our value. You know, like we want to do things that we're excited about and feel good about. And, you know, like that process has just gotten quicker. Had this been five years ago, like I'm, it might've been more drawn out. Like who knows, you know, I think that you have to look at sometimes Like, if you're not getting the things you want, what is it you're actively choosing and seeing, like, does that line up? Like, we all do it. Like, self-sabotage, like, all this stuff is really tricky. Like, we can all say, like, I want to be healthy. And as we're saying, I want to be healthy. We're smoking a cigarette. Like, we all do these things, you know? Like, I want to feel more joy. Okay, cool. Then, like, why are you dating this person who is so joyless, you know, like, and it's okay too. I think if you have a hierarchy, you know, but I think it, it does help to kind of do those audits and go, what am I choosing? (sighs) We don't like to have, you know, responsibility, that too much responsibility. I don't think as humans, we want, you know, to just carry on Stay, I'm baby. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that there's also this daily, you know, responsibility 
And that is kind of when you're at the beginning, I'd like to say, because as you mentioned, and I feel the same, it's so baked into what I do now that even if somebody put like a pack of cigarettes in a, you know, full bottle of wine and was like, poof, you're, you have no, you have nothing to do tomorrow. Like drink this whole thing and smoke this pack of cigarettes. I'd be like, I'm thinking about it, but I wouldn't choose it. And that's baked into me. But if you did that five years ago, I would have made that choice. And so it does become easier and more natural and organic. And that's, I think, an important point to, you know, deliver to people. It's like, it's not always going to be really hard to make good choices for yourself, but it feels that way at the beginning because you're like, oh shit, I've been making all these other choices for so long. That's baked into me. Yeah. And also to ask yourself why, like I, for a long time, you know, I had a point of view and I would know what my choice was, but I was also someone that like often people really like to talk me out of it or stuff. And I'm someone that like, I don't love having to keep asking to be heard. So often it would just be easier to acquiesce, you know, and stuff like that. Like if you're not making the choices you want to make, like there's often a reason, you know, and I would invite people to, explore that and go, yeah, like, what is my relationship with that? Like, what is that? You know, like, why am I resistant? Because I think so much of choice is literally just giving yourself permission. And I think we get caught up in this hierarchy of like, it's okay if you choose certain things. It's okay if you choose, you know, health or we, you know, but it's like, but we're still like debating like, you know, access rights to like abortion and things like that. So it's weird that in society, it's like, if you say I'm choosing not to drink, like people feel some kind of way about it. You know, it's like, if you said, well, because I'm pregnant or because I'm, you know, I'm sober, people are like, oh, okay, well, I'll leave you alone. But if you literally were like alcohol, like I'm not a huge drinker, I would always rather imbibe cannabis, but Lots of I've gone through periods where I wasn't drinking just because I have acid reflux. And so when my acid reflux is really bad, I, I try not to drink alcohol because it makes it worse, blah, blah, blah. And people it it makes people go like berserk, you know, when I'm like, I'm literally just not drinking because it doesn't feel good. <laughs> that like if I had said, oh, because I'm an alcoholic, they're like, right, right, right. I respect, you know, but it's like interesting if you if it feels hard for you to respect your own choices I think and to like not care what other people think like as someone who felt really worn out by just like what everyone has to say about your choices and like that plays a part in my choices it's worth examining that because it the more I've gone none of that is for me it's all about them it it's it's not a, it's not really reflective of my choice it's more about their feelings about it and it's a way in which we feel connected to people that we're doing the same things you know the more i've i've like reminded myself in those moments when people are like what you know it's easier it's so much easier for me to make the the decisions and choices that are best for me yeah also who to that end like who am i making this choice for you know, if a hundred percent, is this for me even, is this even for me? And I think there's so many 
of us that do it for, you know, approval of our peers or our parents. And we don't even realize that that's a big part of how we decide things or even what to, to the person who submitted the, I don't even know when there's a choice. If you're, I, I have a client who, you know, I was speaking to her about like getting dressed when she was a little girl and she's like, I didn't have a choice of what I could wear. It was, you are wearing this or you're not leaving the house. So imagine you grow up and there is no choice, right? In a lot of life, you're not going to be able to easily recognize it out in the world. And that's okay that you didn't do anything wrong. If that's part of your story, I personally grew up in a home where it was like, I had many, many choices and I was very lucky for that, but it was, I could wear whatever I want. I could, you know, really just kind of choose what I felt for the most part. And so I see things differently, right? Because of that, but you can observe currently how you see small choices arise or don't, right? Okay. Do I want to, what food do I have available? What, what, what actions do I think I can take today, whether it be meditating or not, exercise, choosing to get mad at somebody, choosing to call a loved one, whatever it is, what do I see that's available to me? And if you're like, I don't know, I don't see a lot, that's okay. Just start really small. You know, I see yeah. I can have an apple or a pear. And I mean, it might sound ridiculous, but that's just how we have to build. We have to go from the ground up. Yeah. Or you can also choose. I'm not that super interested in what I eat today. Like, okay, then what's something, you know, like you just won't be hungry afterwards. You know, like there's a million different ways you can look at it. And I agree that like just starting to build in the awareness of what you're choosing and like stopping to choose it can be a powerful act. I said to Nina before we started that I was like, I want to talk about the levers of the, what number is the lovers? The sixth card in the major arcana. But I wanted to read, it's a, it's from Leticia Barbier. She's done tarot and uh, divination cards, this incredible book that is a visual archive. And it's, I would say, more of a visual archive and, and visual study than it is like traditional card theory. But I think of the lover's card as a lot about choice and it is choosing what you love and what feels harmonious and like all those kind of things. And I had to go through that process learning tarot of the disappointment that the lovers isn't always like, yes, love, you know, but I was like, mm, and so much more, you know, about other stuff. But I love what Leticia put in here, it put in this book and it's from Rachel Bollock, which yes, I am, you know, a Rachel Stan and 78 degrees to wisdom, Rachel Pollock described the, the lover as a parable for adolescence, the time in our lives in which we come to understand that the world is vast and goes beyond visions our elders taught us. We become ourselves, discovering what we love and why we love, an affirmation sometimes welcomed as a rebellion to the ones who shaped us. Up until this point, our hero has met four archetypal f- figures, commanders of spiritual material stratas, 
looking at them in the eyes, seeing reality through the spectrum of their knowledge. Now at a crossroad, he has to to decide to stay within the limiting framework they built or cut ties and see the world through his own gaze, through the firsthand experience. For me, the lover card is a Rubicon, a threshold in which one decides to step out of their comfort zone, going against the the grain and toward the self. Mm. And I think think often what we're always afraid of is if I choose myself or I choose what I want, will I lose the people who love me? And I think that's fucking men. I think that's often what is underneath it. If I choose this, will I lose this, you know, and that's something to, to ask yourself when you're choosing yourself or putting yourself forward or putting what you want forward what are what are you afraid of losing who are you afraid of losing and then asking why like I have had to I mean I grew up in a household where it was like kind of the illusion of choice of like oh yeah you could yeah do make that choice but it better be the right one or it better be the successful one or it better be you know like of course of course choose choose be yourself but you better be successful and you better be the you know so I think I've been like, yeah, totally. I'm going to make these choices. I'm going to be me. Like, oh, but oh my God, please, please work. Please, the, you know, and I've had to realize that's not the agreement. You know, that's not the agreement. Choice uh. isn't a guarantee of success or whatever. It's a guarantee of nothing. It's literally a choice of direction or action, you know. Mic drop. <laughs> it's the truth. I mean, I hear it all the time and... I feel like that card is, it's, I mean, there's so much depth to it, but that's such an, that's such an important piece of it is, yeah, you, the right people too, I believe won't do that to you. They won't be, and it doesn't mean that people won't have their opinions or projection on you or, you know, even hurt you. Exactly. But Truly, truly, love is not rooted in you being like a prisoner of your own mind or circumstances. You need to have freedom and you deserve freedom to choose the choices that you really feel aligned with. And being able to show that to people also in your life, whether it's, you know, breaking some sort of like generational pattern and showing your kids that maybe divorce isn't something that, you know, your parents really approve of, but it's something that you need to do to really heal yourself and move forward in a healthy way in your life, then that's then that's the choice that you need to choose. And if people don't understand it, that's it's not yours to to carry around. Yeah. And to that point as well, like, it's okay if that also sucks. You know, yeah, I've made sucks. lots of choices where people not supporting them sucked, you know, and I still knew they were what I needed to do. And I, you know, but oh yeah, like, if you're in that zone too, I feel you. I'm sending you a hug because it sucks. Yeah, there's some suckage. Thank you for adding that because it's the truth, you know. We can't guarantee there will be no, no, no sucking. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like I encourage 
all of us to make the choices that are in our best interest and be able to weather that, you know, can we weather that some people don't like it and won't show up for us the way we will? And will we be able to see the people who are showing up for us, you know, and see through our own fears? Like I've been pleasantly surprised that lots of people, when I told that we were going to, you know, fold soul, like we're super supportive and we're like, that's amazing. I'm so glad you're going to redirect your energy and how impressive that y'all knew this so quickly you know like we're so effusive you know in their kind of praise that I was like almost wanted to reject it because I was so surprised you know and I had to be like no really see that take that on board that's a nice thing don't miss it yeah beautiful way to end well we will keep you well you'll be in the loop by now because this will come out I don't know whenever it'll come out but Three years? No, three years, no. Like three weeks? <laughs> Thank I you know. guys so much for listening. And we hope to see you over at our new membership. And just thanks for supporting. We, we love you guys, all of you, every single last one of you. That's all for today's episode. If you're interested in submitting a topic or want to submit a question for our advice episode, please join our membership community at howtobehumanpod.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, we're guides, not gurus.